What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dunn, coming live and actually another True Players Podcast episode. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the live video feed we had on the f- March 1st, talking about the six-year-old that got arrested for kicking the teacher. I hope you guys enjoyed that um, video. If not, definitely go on, my true, go on my Facebook page, search for True Players Podcast, and the video is up, up there live right now. It was recorded on March 1st. Hope you guys enjoy the episode and um, just hit me up with feedback. Message me on Facebook. Well, I'll definitely answer you, answer you on Facebook as well. But the reason for this podcast today is I want to talk about the Knicks. Um, this is a team that we haven't, I haven't spoken about the Knicks in, in about a few months since they fired Fitzdale um, with that stupid press conference that Steve Bills, the then vice, then president of the New York, New York Knicks, um, he was removed from office. And was replaced by Leon Rose, um, the super agent from CAA agency. He represented uh, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns, to name a few players that he represented. And he comes to the team, officially was, uh, you know, introduced as the new president of basketball operations for the New York Knicks on Monday. And... On his first day, he has to deal with deal with a situ- deal with a situation which, again, the Knicks organization messes up, fucks with their biggest fan ever, Spike Lee, create a situation that could have been handled a whole lot differently. Um, can I say it's it's the it's the security guards' um, fault? I don't know. I can't say that for sure. But they they're, they're acting under someone's. Orders. So, so who orders was was they acting acting on? You know, Spike Lee has been using the uh, the whole the whole situation was that Spike Lee has been using the uh, the employee entrance to Madison Square Garden to get to his seats. Um, apparently, there was there, there's been a change in there's been a change in the rules, and he was not notified in proper in proper manner that he couldn't go through that use the entrance anymore. So yeah, he goes up to the fifth to the fifth floor as usual. I'm just giving you a short a short summary. Um, he goes to the fifth fifth uh, fifth floor. Be after being held on the elevator for held held on the elevator, then security had had advised him that he needed to leave the arena and go back in on the thirty first thirty first street side of the arena for the VIP and celebrity entrance way. Mind you. They had already scanned his tickets, and so anybody who's been to a basketball game will know that once they scan your ticket once, that's it. You can't get back into the building. So I don't understand why it became such a such a big situation for the biggest fan, the biggest Knicks fan ever. He's been with the Knicks. He he still comes to games when the Knicks was bad. Knicks has been bad for the past twenty years, and he's been there spending his money on an average of three hundred thousand dollars a year. For, for basketball tickets over the past 30 years spent spent up to a 10 million dollars for those seats and for them to say that um 
to, to feel to treat them like that. And then the, the bogus statement that they posted on, on, they posted on, I mean, come on, man. Can an intern do a better job writing a, a press release than that? Can can someone do better than that? Let me let me see if I can bring it up for you guys on this podcast. Give me one second, guys. It's just ridiculous. How are you gonna treat your 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 biggest fan? Your biggest fan, Spike Lee, like that, and you expect and you expect to have free agents to come to this team. You hired you hired uh, um. Uh, brand ambassador who thought he was he was the general manager of the Knicks, and Steve Stout goes on first take and, ma- and makes a mistake, and then and then you have this situation. Granted, did um did Spike Lee acted a little bit overly saying that you, you're treating him like Oakley? I don't know. He probably was upset about the whole situation. I think I would I would be too considering that if that was the interest that I've used. For the past thirty years, and all of a sudden, no one has no no one notified me until I got off the elevator, saying I could not use that entrance anymore, and then going to tell me that I have to leave the arena to come back in. That makes no sense. The better way of handling 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 the situation was, is just let him know. Boom! Next time you come through the arena, you can't use this exit, and still let him go. Still let him go through the. The, the, the process of getting to his seat as usual. But just let him know right then and there. Instead of creating a whole situation where he had to leave. You told him he had to leave out of the arena after you scanned his ticket to come through on the 34th Street side of Madison Square Garden to get in where the VIP and subdivisions usually go in. And this is the statement that the Knicks put out. The Knicks acknowledge that we did not comply with the NBA's media policy. It made an error in interpreting Friday's announcement as an event only if event only event. As we do throughout the year, we have and will continue to provide access to credentialed media as per league policy. Uh, that sounds like bullshit to me, but like I said, you, you, you can't you can't continuously you're supposed to be the, the franchise the franchise team of the NBA. One of the franchise teams of the NBA. The NBA will not go anywhere without the Knicks, Lakers and Celtics and Bulls. When all four of those teams are on top of their game, is the NBA is making tons of money. It's, it's must-watch TV. The fact of the matter is, it has been much of a must-watch TV, if you ask me. But um, the hiring of Leon Rose officially, which came about Monday. Um, unfortunately, World Wide West is not coming with him as his right hand. Man, he's going to be there as a... Um, as the, uh, how can I say this? I drank too much before I started this podcast. But anyway, um, as like a consultant to uh, Leon Rose. And um, what does that mean for um, Scott Perry? I, I don't know. He was able to make some trades at the trading deadline. He got rid of Marcus Morris, got more assets in, in first-round picks. Actually got more picks. Um you know, James Olin took a chance, went out of the box, and got himself an agent to run his franchise, a la the New York Mets. I will get into the Mets a little bit later in the podcast. So I think that's that that Dolan is definitely tied into the Mets situation as well, which I will speak about a little bit later. But my my thing is with Leon Rose, 
with the debacle that that's happened at the Garden with the biggest biggest Nick fan ever in, in in New York Nick history, how do you expect to attract free agents? Are you gonna, are you going to attract free agents through your relationships with these players? There's already been rumblings that he may try to resign um, Carmelo Anthony back to the team so he can retire with the Knicks. Um, a lot of people said don't do it. That's it's not necessary. I say why not? Why not? Provide him, provide him with a coach that that can coach the team. Um, the the in my opinion, the two the two two candidates should be Jeff Van Gundy and Tom Thibodeau. Also, uh, Mark Josh, Mark Jackson should get a, a honorable mention as well as Patrick Ewing. If you want to bring fans back to the back to the arena, you need to bring back people who are associated with the Knicks to run the team. Granted, Mike Miller has done a, a decent job since taking over from, from David Fitzdale. Um, they got a big win Monday when he announced Leon Rose as the new president of basketball operations for the Knicks. They got a big win against Houston Rockets, and then only to lay an egg the next game. You know, all because of the, of the um, situation that happened with Spike Lee. I think that had everything to do with it. <clears throat> so you go from a high to a low, all in all in a matter of hours. So. Like I said, the caddy should be Jeff Van Gunning, Tom Thibodeau, Patrick Ewing, Mark Jackson. Bring somebody that the fans will actually at least respect as a Nick. Former Knicks coming in there to to bring this team back to respectability. It's a livestock right now, all the way through. From top to bottom, it's a laughing stock. What franchise? We can't have that in New York. We cannot have that in New York. And um I appreciate Don for go stepping out the box and 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 signing, like I said, signing um, Leon Rose, an agent. But he needs to stay. Needs to stay out of the basketball operations. Just be there and be a a, a good a good owner and a good fan. Where you stay out the way. Stop being so goddamn sensitive when your fans who are paying a lot of money to come watch your games tell you to sell the team. These people love the Knicks so much. They're coming to the Garden and paying top dollar to come into the arena to root your team on. And you sitting there being all sensitive because they want you to sell the team. I understand you're an owner. You don't, you don't have to sell the team. But by the same token, what the fans are telling you, be, between the lines, between, be, between, the, um, between the lines says, stay out of the basketball operations to sit there and be a good owner and shut the fuck up. Less is more with you. We don't want to see your face on, on on the big screen at the garden all the time when you're there. We don't even want to see your fucking your fucking band. Less is more. Let's see less of you. Just like just like the same way you treat the Rangers, we want you to treat the Knicks the same way. Stay out of the fucking way, and let them run the team the way it's supposed to be. I thought you and you being distracted with the possibility of buying the Mets. This is a bacca would not have happened, but I guess I, I I guess I was wrong about that. Which is one of the reasons why I'm not one of the, one of the reasons why I'm gonna go into the the, the the Mets situation. That I don't want I don't want um James Dolan to be the owner of the New York Mets. I thought it'd be a good idea to have a different different flavor in there other than the Wilpons, but if I had my choice between owners, I'll stick with the Wilpons over Dolan every any day of the week. I don't give a damn if he um has deep pockets. I don't give a fuck about that shit. He's a when it comes to being an owner and doing the right thing by by his fans, and 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 trying to um, 
entice players to come to your team. He does. He, that's that's not a strong point. That's that's a kryptonite. Kryptonite. He can't do it. Stay out of the fucking way. And we all know why he's interested in buying the Mets because he wants SNY. Now this whole situation would not have happened if the if if Jeff Wilpon was being a dick, being a stupid motherfucker, and just plain and simple, just sell a team to um, sell a team to Steve Cohen, and go adios, PC later. But no, he wants somebody to buy his team for two point six billion dollars, so he can still have control for the first five years. If you if you listen to my previous podcast. I'm, I, I did mention that's not that's not a good idea. And by the same token, Steve Cohen should have been should have thought better of this situation. Should have thought better, and it would have been like, listen, I would even pay you two point eight billion just for you to go go to go right off in the sunset. But who in their right mind would turn down two point six billion dollars just to still have some control of the team? Your finance is not that great. The Wilpon family's finance is not that great. To the point that um, Saul Katz doesn't even want to be an owner of the team anymore. Sell the team. You know, I know you love the Mets. Yeah, you, we, we, I understand that. But you can love the Mets by just being a fan and not an owner. You know why? Because $2.6 billion. That's why. $2.6 billion. If that was me, I'd be like, I'd be like fuck it. You can have control of the team. Give me that $2.6 billion right now. Certified check. Drop it right down the table. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. You know, spring training has started, guys. Oh, Mets fans, spring training has started. At the beginning of the situation, there was some turmoil, some some issues with the New York Mets. Cespedes was not was not speaking to the media and things like that because he was afraid of the of the backlash that he was getting because he missed uh, almost a year and a half of baseball because he wanted to wrestle with the boar. I mean, hey, your job is to be on a baseball field, and you were you were out healing from your from your surgery for both on both your heels. What were you doing wrestling with a boar? If you did that, you should have been man man enough to stand on the face of media from day one. Albeit he did he did he did um take off the boycott from the media and spoke, explained that he didn't want to talk about the past, he wanted to talk about the future. That's great, but that's something that he should have said from the beginning, from the from the first time he met up with the media. He should have said that one time, it would have been on it on over and done with. We go about our business. Over and done with, go about your business. But he didn't do it like that. But on 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 the front of the of the spring training, um, I'm gonna tell you guys right now, Mets fans. Before I go back for the potential orders of the New York Mets, don't be surprised if Juris Familia is the closer of the New York Mets. He has he's looked good he's looked good in spring training. Um, Edwin Diaz had one rocky, one rocky appearance and another good appearance. Um, but as far as Edwin Diaz goes, we just need, as well as the familiars, consistency. Get your three outs, close the, close the game out, or, or set up for the closer, 
and go about your business. That's what the, that's what the Mets want. That's what I want as a fan. And the fact of the matter is that Jed Lowry still on this team is fucking bothering me. This guy, this guy is, is on the field in a fucking knee brace, taking ground balls. What use is he for the team? Again, if you guys listen to my previous podcast, I spoke about equitable spending. We got two players that we spent on has not been equitable. And Cespedes and Jed, Jed Lowry. And who would have thought the guy who was wrestling with his boy would be back sooner than Jed Lowry? He didn't even, he didn't even have decency to get some, gave me some oxtails from that, from that boar, but that's another story. That's another story for another day. So, that kind of bothers me. And then we had, we had a little toe injury with Seth Lugo. Don't worry about that, guys. This is a little toe injury. He'll be over and be back, ready to rock and roll. We have a competition for the fifth starter position with um, Porcello, Steven Matz, and Michael Walker. I'm rooting for, actually not, Rick Purcell is actually going to be the fourth starter. It's going to actually be a competition between uh, Steven Matz and Michael Walker. And I'm rooting for um, Steven Matz to get to get that fifth starter start, slot only because he's a left-hander. you got to have a left-hander in your, in your starting rotation to balance everything out, at least one or two. Me, preferably, if I was a general manager, I'd have two solid left-handed starting pitchers in the, in the starting rotation. That's the way I, w- I would do it. And um, the Mets, I mean, the Yankees did inquire about Steven Matz because Luis Severino is out for the season with the Tommy John surgery. Tommy John surgery injured his elbow. There was an issue with him. He couldn't. He couldn't throw a changeup. His elbow, his form was hurt when he threw a changeup, which makes no. I I I don't know how that happens. But then again, anything is possible. If I could see Michael Conforto dislocate his shoulder on a back screen. I could I could understand how someone someone who's doing a changeup has pain in his forearm just doing a changeup. It's the same arm arm motion as throwing a fastball, except the only grip is different. So the Yankees are, are, are desperate for another another um, starting pitcher. Uh, Paxton's out until I believe June. So I mean they got the offense, but. You know the pitching. The key is pitching. We we we, we speak that as no, ad nauseum, how important starting pitching is. And um, as we segue now to the um, possible owners of the New York Mets, you know I have I'm I'm on this Facebook group of New York fans, and I heard the mention of um, A Rod and J Lo possibly possibly being owner of the Mets. How some of these fans said have said that they're not gonna watch the Mets anymore if they take over as ownership. I'm like, guys, come on, man. Anybody can be better than the Will Ponds. Anybody can be better than the Will Ponds, except for Dolan. Except for Dolan. But my 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 dark horse guy that's gonna possibly um become owner of the New York Mets is the guy that originally wanted to buy the team, which is Steve Cohen. He just needs to get past the owner's approval, in which I think they're all against him becoming owner of the New York Mets for some reason. Starting with the commissioner, Rob Manfred, and all these bogus rules. I'm going to get to those change of rules in a second, guys, because that's very important to speak about. As a, as a former baseball player that I play, I played this sports, this little league. I played up until college, 
and had the opportunity to play for the Mets on a spring training invite, but you know, circumstances happened that it didn't come it didn't happen. But Steve Cohen is the best bet to own the New York Mets. And since Wilpon, since Jeff Wilpon fucked up the first deal, now anybody who wants to buy the New York Mets, they have to give up SNY also. But a lot of you, a lot of you guys don't understand that the original deal that Steve Cohen proposed was a $2.6 billion, right? But he had no control over SNY. So therefore, um, Sterling, which is the company owned by Wolpon and, and Katz, still would have made money off of him because he had to pay them for TV rights to broadcast his team on television. Now, because they wanted to have control for the first five years of, the, of, of Steve Cohen being owner, you lost that leverage. Now, each and every person who's coming to buy the Mets now want the network also. And you're probably going to get less and you're giving them more than what you had, more than what you could have, would have given up had you just given to the, give the power, the power situation and just let the man have the team for $2.6 billion. Steve Cohen was a little bit, you know, above his head, a little, little bit, a little bit too, um, too excited about him owning a Mets team that he thought that Jeff Wilpon, Jeff Wilpon running the team for five years was just a bluff. No, he, this motherfucker was dead serious. He wanted, he still, he still wanted to call the shots on a team for the next five years. <clears throat> it was no bluff. But as a businessman, Steve Steve Cohen is he's a big time hedge fund guy. You should have thought better of that. When you're gonna, when you're gonna fork over two point six billion dollars, never give the impression that you're gonna let some the seller still have, still have control of the team after they sell the team to you. You're the buyer. You should have control from day one. And I wouldn't be surprised if if if, if Steve Cohen, A Rod, and J Lo get together to buy the Mets. I wouldn't be surprised, and I I'll be very happy with that. Contrary to um, 95, 90% of the Mets fans who are um, non-minority, who may not like that. And I, say, uh, and I said that on purpose, non-minority. We just want to win. We want to get the best players here. We want we an owner that's not afraid to spend his money to bring the best players here and not scare them off. You know, and um, now I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over. I'm, I'm about to I'm about to end this podcast, so I'm about to do another live podcast the next half hour, talking about the uh, police brutality that ha- police um, brutality that happened today. Uh, yet last night, I believe, in um, Brooklyn, but we're not gonna talk about that right now. We're gonna go st- stick stick to what we're doing right now, as far as the new rules in baseball. Listen, I'm all for adding two more teams to the playoff race. Where the number one seed, number one seed will still have will have a bye until the division series. But on no circumstances should a team should team choose who they should play in the wild card the wild card game. With the Major League Baseball is not WWE, it's not MMA, it's not boxing. You don't choose who you fight. Should could be it should be under a seated format, 
in which the top seed plays the lowest seed and vice, and, and vice versa. And it continues on that way. You're going to have a show where they pick pick the opponents? That's that's stupid. Rob Manfred, I, I don't know about you, man, as commissioner. You work for the owners, I, I get it, but I, I don't know about you as commissioner. It makes absolutely no sense to even do that. Why consider, why, it makes no sense to consider that shit. For what? This rule about when you when you put in a new relief pitcher, the pitcher has to pitch to at least three batters unless unless he gets hurt. Again, you're taking away the taking taking away the strategy of, of baseball, and and taking away the strategy of baseball takes away the fun of of avid baseball purists who want to see this happen. Who wants to maintain this the sense of um, strategy that goes on in the baseball game? I still want to see that. I don't want to see the DH in the National League. Let's keep the league separately. American leagues keep their DH. National League will go about it with the pitcher hitting. If you want to make any changes, maybe you need to lessen interleague play or lessen interleague play or just trade out, eliminate it. Keep it two separate leagues playing throughout the season. I would love to see the Mets play the Cardinals more instead of just six games a year. Well, the Mets play the Dodgers a whole lot more. That'll be a whole lot better. I mean, we had our fun. We had our, we had our fun with instantly play. We had our fun, but now let's go back to what it was before because we, everyone's getting tired of it. The, the, the World Series is not the same anymore because the teams that play in the World Series probably played each other during the season. Just not playing simply, not the same anymore. You know? And um, I must talk about the Houston Astros cheating scandal. Um, I'm not one to believe that you can't just take a championship away from that away from a team who was doing something that you that that was clearly legal at the time, even though it was cheating, it was legal. Actually, I'm sorry, I take that back. I apologize for the false information. The teams were warned about doing that, and Houston has found a way to continue doing that. You can't take away a championship. What are you going to do, just hand it over to the Dodgers? You know? There's still still, still, um, stealing signs. Did it help? Did it stop the Dodgers from hitting Verlander and Keuchel? In the World Series? No. Would it, would it, have, would it have been a closer series had it had they were not stealing signs? Yes. But you still got to hit the other guy's pitches. Still got to hit Verlander. You still got to hit Keiko, who was pitching at the time for the Houston Astros. Let me tell you guys something about Altuve. I think... If you're gonna take away something, take away his MVP award. I think this guy's a big is a big fraud. I don't think I don't think he's he's as good as he claims to be. Because I I I, I could tell you straight out. I was watching that bet against Chapman last year. That man knew something about Chapman that he was he was waiting for a pitch. And the fact that when he hit that home and off Chapman, they couldn't take off his shirt. 
And then Correa is making up a, bo- bo- a bogus excuse that he had a fucked up tattoo. Motherfucker, you guys making the, you guys make millions of dollars. You mean to tell me you got to come back and you couldn't finish that off that tattoo in one sitting? You so-called had a new tattoo during the World Series? That shit could have waited after the World Series, if you ask me. Could have waited after the playoffs. Which, again, these that's why everybody's everybody's gunning for these Astros. They already get they already get hit by pitches in spring training. These players don't like what this, what this team did. And you come in, and then you guys have nerve to come up with a with a fake excuse, a fake apology, that piss everybody off even more. Done pissed off everybody even more. And what does this do to um, Carlos Beltran's um, legacy? It it hurts his legacy so bad because as the reports that came out is, he was one of the ringleaders behind the sign-stealing. The ringleader. Was it be, did he start stealing signs because of the of the pitch that he was swinging at in back in 06? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But there's one and I hate Dusty Baker, you know, going coming to a situation. Tough situation like that, he's probably looking for his last last paycheck. He's he's 70 71 years old, uh, managing the um Astros. He still has love for the game, but I would have not have taken that position. I'm sorry. That is a tough situation to come in there and try to lead that team. I'm sorry, guys. I would not have done it. No way, no how. I don't give a fuck how much money they're paying me. That's a tough situation. You're going to be on the road. You're going to be heckled like no other on the road. Heckled. Shit, you getting you shit you getting hit by pitches in spring training. It's only spring training. They get hit by pitches. I bet you they, they regret doing that stuff. But only, the only people who 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 gave a fake fake a fake apology was Correa, Altuve, Bregman. Those guys gonna get hit by pitches like no other. But again, like I said before, I'm not excusing the ashes of what they did, but Mike Fires is a motherfucking rat. You benefited from the science science stealing. You got yourself a playoff bonus and a World Series ring off that. So you go to another team and blow the whistle. If I was was his team, if I was on the Oakland A's, I would not trust that man as my teammate. Because what if he leaves my, leaves my team and starts saying some shit about what we're doing? It's not someone, someone you could sit there and have and, and break bread with. No way. Can't break bread with that motherfucker. I wouldn't even do it. Would not do it. So, I'm going to end this podcast on here, guys, you know. I want to thank all you guys for listening to the podcast. We got more episodes coming. 
Hopefully, we do more live episodes and more early in the evening so we you guys can actually um, watch the podcast and provide comments right then and there live with me or with my, my co-host, Joey G or Ricky Brown, whoever any co-host <clears throat> that wants to join the show. You know, you know what I'm saying. So we, I, I don't. We don't hold no punches on this podcast. We tell we tell straight facts. If people don't like it, don't watch. Don't listen to the podcast. If you're offended, if you if you're thin skinned, don't watch the podcast. Don't listen to the podcast because we don't give a damn about your feelings. It's time that we live in a society where people get people get away with shit because they always, everyone's trying to sugarcoat sugarcoat stuff and spin it. We're not doing that here. We're telling you exactly what it is. There's no spin behind it. There's no taking stuff out of context. Context. What we say, that is, that's it. If, we, if we're wrong for saying certain things, we, we will apologize. But we, we're going to say it regardless. You can't be a true player if you're not willing to, just to tell the truth. And that's what we do on the True Players Podcast. So I'm going to sign off on this podcast right now. Uh, let's listen to the podcast on Joey G Radio, Anchor, Spreaker, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, YouTube. Definitely watch it on YouTube. The audio version also on YouTube. Um, any um, feedback, comments, complaints, feel free to email me at trueplayerspodcast at gmail.com, which is T-R-U-P-L-A-Y-A-Z. Podcast at gmail.com. Also, so subscribe to the podcast on any platform that you listen to the podcast on. Subscribe to it so you can be up to date with the next episodes that come through on the on the show. It's your man Big Down. I'm about to sign off on this. I hit you guys. Talk to you guys later. Peace. <laughs>